Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Okay, as we're gearing up for the new season, you just had the showcase mm-hmm. for the mocks. What's an update? How's that going? It was good. It was good. We had a, a set number amount, which I think was better for the coaches to be more hands-on and show each position group what the coaches bring to the table because it really comes down to in recruiting. Since I've been through the process, you got to see it to kind of believe it. When you're a young kid, you have to see it. And you can talk all day, but until you really get to hear it from the coaches, you get to experience the workouts, those are things that kind of get your mind to say, look, I can see myself being here, picture myself in the jersey, picture myself playing the games, picture myself, you know, getting coached by these coaches. And I think that was the best thing about the showcase. And I really emphasize to guys, and I want to continue to get this message out there, is is that, you know, there's a place for you to go. You know, there's a place for you to go if you truly want to do it. And a lot of the times what I've been seeing through recruiting is that kids want it to be brought to them and they don't necessarily want to go out and work for it because it might be too hard or they start questioning themselves if they can even attain it. And that's kind of what I also saw from the uh, showcase because when I would start talking to the kids, I was always wondering, you know, you have these intangibles, your coach says you have great grades, you know, what is some of the things that's kind of holding you back? And most of the time they would just tell me it was a circumstance or the situation, whether it was they weren't coached properly or they weren't on the best of the team where they could exemplify their skills. If a team was losing, they're getting beat, a team 49 to seven, how are you really gonna stand out, you know, as far as guys? And, you know, I started explaining to them what are some of the ways they could stick out, they didn't know that. And once I started explaining that to them, they had a confidence that kind of rose up in them to know that if these guys are for me and these guys are teaching me these things that help raise my self-esteem up to see myself as a valuable player to where I can go to the next level, I I wanna come here. And ultimately, that's the goal of what we want to do. You know, we're not going to be able to to do it for you. And I can't get on the field. And I tell, I told our players this last year, I'm not going to be able to get on the field and, and get a scholarship for you. I'm not going to be able to be the one to show up and practice and go through individual drills and those different things. Ultimately, you have to show up. It's all up to you. You have to get the good grades. You have to be able to be on the field and know what you're doing. And you have to basically execute, execute at a higher level than everybody else because you have to be able to stick out amongst the average. You know, the, everybody's fighting for that same spot, same position to where they want to be noticed by a school. So what are you going to do that sticks out above, you know, the rest? And I heard this analogy from Nick Saban. This was last year, and it, it stuck with me in my mind. Do you want an and player or do you want a butt player? And he started going into detail about it. He was saying this guy's, you know, he's got all the skills. He's fast. He's athletic. You know, he brings a presence to the offense, he brings a presence to the defense, but he comes late to meetings, but he doesn't take notes. You know, those are the things that attribute to a butt player who has all this potential, but it doesn't amount to what it needs to be on the field or it hurts the team. But then you have a guy on the other side where he's athletic, but he needs some work or, you know, he's a guy that works really hard or he's a guy that's smart and he's a great locker room guy, and he's great in the community. Those are the difference. 
a coach will always take a guy that's average but has those qualities over a guy that's butt and potential. And the more I started seeing that, the more I started going after those guys because those are the ones that really want it. Those are the ones that want that opportunity to hone in their skills and, and get better and, and be coached by people that have done it before. And I think the experience that we bring to the table, not only myself, but the other coaches that we have that's on coaching staff, they bring an element to basically the landscape that's not around here in this area, which I think is, is key because it doesn't matter if it's a four-star, five-star guy that goes to a big university. You know, at the end of the day, if you're still getting the same tools and going through the same routine and the teachings at JA, like you are at a Division One school, I guarantee you in that second year, if you decide to transfer or go somewhere else, I would almost bet that you're just as equipped as he is and you've been in a smaller place. You've you've been against competition, but you're at competition playing at a higher level because you've been trained how a pro is trained. You know, it's it's been ingrained in me, it's been ingrained in my coaches as well to get the best out of guys and go through the drills every single day that's gonna make you successful. We call them EDDs. And that's to give repetition to know that the same thing that you do over and over again will become a habit. And once it becomes a habit, you're able to build upon that and becomes ingrained in your daily life to where you don't even think about it anymore. You're just so well at doing it that you're able to apply it into your everyday life. And that's why we're, so, we're harping on, on the opportunity. We're harping on trying to get these kids above and beyond to another place. Because once they go somewhere else, I guarantee you, they'll be able to come in and contribute right away. And, and that's the importance of JA. And definitely, like I said, I was pleased because of what we had with the showcase, what we were able to show, the message we were able to get across. And we have a healthy number of, of guys that committed to us right now, which is, I'm excited about guys that we've been recruiting since last year. You know, they're finally getting them. And it's just great to see, because once they come in, in the building, we get to really work with them and, and see where we can help them develop better. And we know they have great goals and aspirations because they want to be better. They want to go somewhere else. They want to make a name for themselves. You know, they everybody has dreams, obviously, of playing in the league when you're playing football. That's what you, you look at. And I'm not here to deter them from that at all. If anything, I'm here to help show them what it takes to get there. Because if you show them what it takes, then they'll obviously know because everybody just looks at the end picture of it and don't know the entire process. Football is work. It's it's unlike any other job, really, I think, ever. It's really one that requires a lot of physical skill, but also a stronger mental, because it's the same for everybody. So you really got to know if you're equipped to do it. At least you come here and get experience by people that know what they're doing to show you what it takes. And once you know what it takes, you'll have the confidence to really go on that journey on your own and, and go somewhere else and, and you know, at least have the confidence knowing that wherever you go, you'll be able to compete. And, and that was the best thing I think of JA and the message we're trying to get across. And the future's bright, man. We've changed everything, you know, from the look of it, how it feels, just the standard. We want to make sure that when you see it, when you see us, you know, we hold our players, we hold our coaches, we hold, even the community holds us to a high standard because that's what we're about. That's what I'm about. And that's what I want our coaches to be about. That's what I want our players to be about. You know, when they leave from here, they're representing the team. And I don't want them to go out there doing something stupid, not only thinking about themselves. I want them to think about the consequences of their actions. And very pleased, overall, just pleased with everything that we've, we've accomplished in such a short amount of time. 
Is there anything particular about that day that stands out to you that you liked or, you know, it could have been from the players, from the coaches aspect? Is there, is there anything that just stood out to you that you said, I'm happy with this? Like, it's the coaches. The coaches, because I remember my brother came up to me and he entrusted me with making this all come together because he lives in a different state right now. So when doing this, he really had to trust me with the guys that I brought in to this group to make sure we all work together. And he came up to me during the showcase and I remember him saying, you know, I like this coaching staff. And I just remembered, like, thinking the same thing. Like, this coaching staff is is great. It's amazing. You know, we have guys that, you know, Coach Swain the new guy that just came on board. He played in the NFL. We got Coach Harris, played in the CFL and the AFL. Coach Kelly, he played in the NFL. We got Coach Carter, he played in the CFL. Uh, we got uh, Coach Chris. You know, he's, he's a guy that has a military background, which, honestly, at the end of the day, the guys that I've seen in an NFL locker room, that have some type of military background or even have a family member of military background, they know how to establish that discipline. And for him to be a part with us too, it's just a little unique, but he's a guy that helps us out. He's able to help us with whatever we need. And then we also have Coach Charles as well too, who's a close family friend of mine. I've known his family since I've been a kid. And he's also a guy that can talk about experiences because he's very wise. and. He's somebody I trust when it comes to special teams department because they have to be able to see basically almost what I see. And it's just great to have everybody together. They can all get along. Coach Kelly can get along with Coach Swain. I can get along with Coach Kelly. Coach Chris can get along with Coach Harris. There's no disconnect. We're all on the same page. And when you're building a team, the players have to see that. The players have to see that everybody is on board and communication is consistent but at the same time the head coach isn't undermining the assistant coaches you know I, I make sure I let my coaches lead how they need to lead to teach those guys the right way I never try and think I know it all you know I'm, this is my second year being a head coach I know nothing to coach and never had a desire to really coach but now that I'm doing it hey it's pretty cool because I just let those guys do what they need to do and they have fun and enjoy it because there's no stifling on them they are able to teach and learn what they use for these kids, that in turn gives them confidence. And once they have confidence, man, look, they're able to go and do crazy, amazing things on the field that helps them stick out. So it's one of those things where it's just great. It's, a, it's, it's just a great way to build your team, have your team built from the coaching staff. So for me, it was, it was really pleasing to see that, but then also to have my brother say that as well. And I know if he's saying that, other people see it and those other players felt it. And they're able to go and tell their friends because recruiting is basically word of mouth in this day and age and really how, you re how you're able to represent yourself. And we have a great coaching staff that's able to represent what we're doing and have our backs, you know, which is even big and even better because, you know, I don't have to be out there all the time. You know, those are the ones that they can carry the name for me and what we stand for and what they'll get out of this program as well, too. What's it like working with Nico? Because, you know, everybody, when, you, when you're doing something with family, it's, you know, it's always difficult and mm -hmm. not difficult, but you're always going to, it's family, you know, so yeah. it, it, it hits, it, it hits in a softer place, it's in a different. closer place. So what's it like 
doing this with Nico. I know there's an age difference, and but you guys always seem to be close, and he has a lot of respect for you, and vice versa. So mm -hmm. how how is that? It has his days, you know it really it does, but you got to do everything with a cool head when it comes to family, and you know honestly for us, it really comes down to why we're doing it and who we're doing it for. And it really stems from what our mom has done. She's shown us what to do in the community. And this is kind of our way to to do it in a way where it interests us. You know, she was in politics. I'm not too keen on politics, even though I follow it. I'm just, it's not something I get into. But this is dealing with football in the community. I can do that all day. And it's just the fact that my brother as well too, he's able to get involved because on the school side, he's been able, his mind's just, he knows what he's doing with his school stuff and basketball. So it's been able to come together and him trusting me just with the experience, what I've attained and me trusting him with the experience that he has on the business side, we've just been able to bring it together and been, been able to bounce ideas off each other. Some things work, some things don't. We have a conversation where we think, all right, this is gonna go in the right direction doesn't happen. He has something, he brings it to my, to my attention, we try and make it work, doesn't work. It's just one of those things where we just let go of what might happen. You know, we don't make expectations too high. We know what our goals are, we have them high, but we're not in a rush to do this whole thing. And I think if I was in a rush or he was in a rush, we'd start doing selfish stuff. And we don't do that at all. We make sure everything is out on the table as far as what we need to do to make it right and not cut corners, that's all. Because there's been days where I'm just like, man, look, you gotta see it my way, Nico. And then there's days Nico's like, no, you gotta see it my way. And then finally we, we just sit back and think, all right, let me see what your perspective is. So I'll start speaking to him on what I think he's trying to tell me. And then he'll try and, he'll correct me based on if I'm, I'm right or not and vice versa. And that's how it's been able to help us out is that open line of communication of making sure it's all on the table not putting our interests first, but putting what this stands for and the reason behind it first before anything else is the reason why it's just been working and working with him and I. I appreciate y'all watching Conversation with Carol again. I'm always open to telling you these stories now. I'm getting more, more and more laid back and comfortable with it, which I think is great. But the more I talk to you, the more I start hearing myself and lessons that are inside again of the lessons. So. If you can, if you got something out of this, apply it to your daily life, send it to a friend that might need help with it. I'm out. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.